Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I'm Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? That was uh, the happy flag day to our Canadian listeners out there. Boy, what a weekend. So much so that I got sick from it. Not the bad kind of sick, but, you know, sinuses. So, uh, we move onward and upward, but man, this weekend was quite the weekend for the Maryland Black Bears as they face off against the Maine Nordiques for the last time in the regular season, and the games against these two squads have been very interesting, to say the least. Coming into it, four of the six games they played decided by a goal, and all but one of those four games going into extra time as well. So, uh, you knew this one was going to be tight, tight, tight in this, and uh, they... Uh, Lived up to their expectation, Friday night especially. A lot of tight checking game. Uh, a lot of chances on both sides of the puck. Uh, Maine really exploiting their speed, getting behind the Maryland defense a little bit, creating a couple odd man rushes uh, here and there. But William Hackinson was solid in net uh, from the get-go on Friday night. Maryland had their chances as well, doubling up the shots in the first period, doubling up the shots in the second period, really having the offensive control in this one. Just couldn't find the back of the net. Uh, against Cale DePape, who has been just a thorn in the side of the Black Bears this season by and large. Uh, he shut him out the last time these two met, and this one he was uh, doing pretty good through 40. Maryland, again, trying to get things going, a more offensive pace to this one uh, towards the uh, the end of the, uh, the frame, or in the third frame, in the final frame. And honestly, not a lot of penalties called in the first and third periods. Uh, second period, like none in the first and third. Uh, second period was all the penalties, and they kind of crossed each other out. So it was one of those deals where, you know, a lot of shots happened, but there wasn't a lot of penalties for it. So it was just pure, pure five-on-five goodness. And it wasn't until a minute 15 left when Aiden Coop just uh, rips one behind, <laughs> behind Hackinson when uh, you thought it was going to overtime, tied up at zeros. Still a lot of time left to play, and Coop gets his seventh of the year, and that's the only scoring in this one as uh, the Black Bears drop this one one to nothing in an exciting game. Uh, 32 shots on goal for the Black Bears, and 20 shots for Maine, 19 saves for William Hackinson in the defeat. And then, uh, so you knew, Saturday night would probably be just as tight, right? Well, I mean, technically, yes. But it didn't get started great for the Black Bears as 2.09 in Oliver Genest is uh, a recipient of, a, of quite a bit of luck as the puck rolls off uh, a couple of sticks in the Black Bears' defensive zone. Jeunesse, last one to pick it up, just fires it like a hot potato past Hackinson, one to nothing early. Then two minutes and five seconds later, Anthony Achille puts one home. He cuts, through the, uh, cuts down the right side, cuts through the offensive zone. He puts home his 12th of the year, and just like that, it's two to nothing Nordiques. Then four minutes after that, Philip Weiberg gets on the board as you know he gets just picks up the puck, puts it five hole in Hackinson in the slot, and it's three to nothing on Weiberg's tenth of the year. Not a great start overall. That would be the end of the night for William Hackinson. Only four saves in eight minutes of play, and then it was the Jack uh, Jack Wenicky got thrown in there, and he got the power play against. So this was a much more physical game uh, than we uh, than we saw the previous night. A lot more being called, especially uh, late in the first period, going into the rest of the game. Uh, one of the the first penalty called against Maryland was a uh, uh, turned out to be a power play goal for Maine as Aiden Coop on the power play, his eighth of the season, goes back door, hammers at home on the wide side, unprotected, and then there you go, and it's four nothing Maine, just passed away halfway through the first period. 
Maryland would get on the board a minute and six seconds later as Christian Catalano off a great faceoff win by Braden Standard. He rips it home from the top of the circle, and then Maryland gets at least one on the board, something they didn't do the night before, and they pro- try to have some hope left. Uh, the second period started off a little rocky for the Black Bears, giving up a couple of odd man rushes going the other way. Again, Maine using their speed, using their uh, skill to get behind the Maryland defense and uh, trying to create something. You know, Maryland maybe a little over eager to try to create something and then getting caught in their own zone, but nothing to show for. Jack Wenicke came up pretty big when he was called upon for that. No scoring in the second, although the groundwork was laid for the Black Bears to make quite the effort into the, uh, the, the third period. A big second period, a lot of chances in deep, a post here, post there, post everywhere. And that's all that's all it was in the second. Still four to one at the break. And then it was all black like all black bears in the third period. Nineteen shots worth for the black bears. It started off five forty two in Luke Van Wy on the power play, cutting down into the zone, finding the open side, putting it home for his sixth of the season. Brandon Piku, his twentieth assist, Samuel Stitz, his fifteenth assist, and the Black Bears cut the lead in half. Just like that. Not even three minutes later, Van Wy once again. Just a hammer from the top of the circle after a great dump and chase by the Black Bears. That's his seventh of the year, second of the game. Hunter Ramos, his 13th assist. Adam Shankula, his 18th assist. Maryland, two within one. And then a, la- uh, a power play in the middle of the frame just about to expire when Caleb Thiessen just rips a one-timer home for his Fifth of the season, Samuel Stitz, 16th assist, setting up that platter nicely, and then Van Wy with the assist, his 25th of the year. Maryland has tied it all the way back after being down 4-1. to one. Could not get the uh, the go-ahead goal in the, uh, in the regulation, so we go to free hockey in Odington, and only 22 seconds in off a faceoff, uh, one by Brad McNeil. Catalano pushes it back to Van Wy. Van Wy skates from the top of the circle in his own end all the way to the top of the circle in the offensive end, rips one home, and that's the game winner. Completes the hat trick with his eighth of the season. Black Bears win 5-4 to four in one of the most thrilling Black Bears games and the biggest comeback, I think, bar none, that they have had uh, this season and in their franchise history to go ahead and win this one 5-4, to four, not letting anything get to them. Uh, a huge, huge boost for this squad, especially after the heartbreak that was Friday night's game. And then the rough start to the first period as well. Could have given up very easily, but uh, Clint Millimock tweeted out that the leaders led, and there was no doubt in the room. That's the mentality you need to have to, to be a winner, and they did that uh, full stop in this. So uh, the eighth hat trick in franchise history for uh, Luke Van Wy. He gets he notches that one, and uh, that's the first by a defenseman too. So not often you see a defenseman hat trick, but here we are with that. So it's good. It's a good weekend. Split the weekend. Get two points. Uh, all, all the points matter. We saw that from last year. Every point matters. And, uh, you know, Jack Winicky getting the dub in this one with 15 saves of his own uh, for the victory. So a big, big two points for Maryland as that still keeps them at the top of the East Division at 60 points. They are uh, 28, 10, and 4, and uh, they've got 153 goals. They are 7 points up on New Jersey. New Jersey has a game in hand. Uh, They are 9 points up on Northeast and uh, 15 points up on Maine for that final playoff spot, though that final playoff spot race is going to heat up pretty quickly here as uh, 
Johnstown and Maine very, very close together. And then Philadelphia kind of in striking distance, too. We'll see how that all plays out. Danbury just happy to be here as they have lost 30 straight games. Not much more you can say about that. But think about what's happening. The Black Bears now taking on the Tomahawks. Tomahawks going to be hungry in this, obviously. It's the first time these teams have matched up since November. So, uh, you know, they will be very hungry to get at each other. And, of course, with Johnstown being uh, playing for a playoff spot, they want to make sure that they leave no doubt for a possible first-round matchup between these two squads. They always play uh, close together, and, and if you've heard the interviews from uh, the shows previous, all these players love to play at Johnstown, so it should be a lively matchup, to say the least, on hockey TV if you don't want to go up to Western Pennsylvania for the weekend. Ahead of this week's games, uh, we had a trade to announce. As the Black Bears acquired the rights to uh, Luke Amell, who was previously with the Omaha Lancers of the USHL and then last season played for the Aberdeen Wings uh, in the N.A. And uh, he did play this weekend, uh, did uh, did not have uh, any points in this, but he was a guy who did uh, get his name called a lot, played solid defensively, uh, jumped up a little bit in the offense side of things. So uh, interesting situation he's got there. He was... Uh, Originally with the rights of the Maine Nordiques, uh, and then his rights then got traded to the Black Bears. Uh, in Omaha, only had one goal this season in 23 games, with Aberdeen last season had a goal and three assists uh, in 36 games. So a guy who's not going to be much of a, uh, uh, on the offensive side of things, he'll be more of a sturdy state, uh, sturdy defensive defenseman, as it were. So a, uh, a big boost for there for the Maryland Blue Line. Unfortunately, with that, you have... Uh, some situations in terms of roster. The rosters had to be cut down a bit, too. And unfortunately, it appears, uh, according to the sheets, uh, the roster sheets and the line charts, that uh, Birch Gorman was, uh, is no longer with the franchise, uh, which stinks. Birch was a uh, solid player overall. He is a guy who uh, just played his role, played it well. But it's unfortunately one of those deals where it's just a numbers game. And... Uh, Sucks. But here's to Birch. He had a goal and three assists in his 21 games appearing for the Black Bears. Uh, so he is uh, definitely uh, someone who, who does does have a lot to provide. It is his last season of junior hockey. So we'll see what he can do moving forward. Uh, we forgot to... I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, what happened this weekend before the game. And this is when uh, uh, Herb, uh, the PA guy, was the first on it. And thank goodness he was. Uh, letting the news out that uh, Captain Brad, Brad McNeil, uh, committed to play at RPI, the Renessler Polytechnic Institute. I screwed up the first part, but RPI is what I call them. Uh, Adam Oates has been there. Joey Juno has been there. Uh, they're, they're smart guys. The, the, you know, the team name's Engineers. It's an engineering school. Who knew? But uh, McNeil is uh, going there. Uh, after a uh, a solid wait for himself, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, this guy has been great for this team from the get-go. Like, he is a consummate professional when it came to, you know, know, knowing the role, being a leader, knowing his spots, just very good IQ when it comes to where to be uh, on a play. Uh, just a really smart hockey player. Uh, in general, and obviously a, a smart uh, a smart kid in, to get into a, a school like RPI. Awesome to see. Uh, came in as a walk-on three years ago, uh, and then now is the captain of the team. 
So awesome story for Brad McNeil. Should be a good time. He'll join uh, Reed Liebold as well, who is uh, on the RPI squad. Uh, those two will uh, trade stories about Maryland. It'll be a great time for everybody, I'm sure. But awesome to hear Brad McNeil getting that commitment to a D1 school to continue his schooling, continue his hockey, and all that good stuff there. Also, apparently a hat trick's not good enough to get your first star of the week, but Luke Van Wy got second star of the week in the East Division. Of course, we just regaled you about all the good things that he did this weekend, uh, equated in four of the five Maryland goals this weekend, including, of course, the hat trick. Uh, but uh, overall, he did a hell of a job and continues to just have a stellar season for himself. Uh, just just overall in general, him and Sean Kilcullen have been solid when it comes to scoring on the blue line. Uh, Van Wy actually leading all defensemen in the NHL, tied for leading all defensemen with Pierce Patterson of uh, the Amarillo Wranglers. But eight goals, 25 assists on the season, including 15 points on the power play and two shorthanded assists, as well as three game-winning goals. That's impressive as well. Um so he has been solid, like I said, with Kilcullen, both of them top five or top ten in defensive scoring in the NAHL. So it's a, a great honor for him again to uh, to get second star of the week. Don't know what it takes to get first star when you help bring your team all the way back, but whatever, it is what it is. We don't make those decisions. We're just a podcast. And we'll give a shout out, to, especially in this alumni segment, to Big Brad Jenyon, one of the original Black Bears. Uh, he is finishing out his college career over in Trine University. The uh, the great Brit, the six five great Brit, came to Maryland uh, in a uh, in a trade with the Shreveport Mudbugs, and he came for the uh, second half of the season of the 2018-19 season. Had a goal and five assists and 75 penalty minutes, bringing the muscle to the uh, to the blue line and to the team in general. He was the second player to commit. Uh, with the Black Bears, the first being Luke Posner. So uh, he committed to Trine, had his uh, senior season, senior game this past weekend, and he has had a heck of a time this season with two goals and five assists, seven points in 25 games. Of course, the big sturdy defenseman is, is the guy who's going to be uh, back there blocking shots, making things happen on the defensive end uh, rather than going ahead and uh, you know being the offensive force. Big guy back there. Uh, you, you love you love to have it as uh, Trine University goes ahead in their playoff road. But awesome to see uh, Jenyon uh, going uh, going ahead and moving forward with his uh, with his career and uh, the senior night and all that other fun stuff that's happened uh, from uh, from his career uh, as a Black Bear and into Trine University. Same goes for Luke Posner. Luke Posner also. I do believe had his senior night as well. Again, with D3, I don't know if uh, if they do that uh, same thing that D1 does where they have an extra year. Uh, but in any case, Posner finishes out his tenure at Bethel University. Uh, coming to the Black Bears in the expansion uh, expansion era, had seven goals and 11 points. Had the first game-winning goal for the Black Bears. And, uh, you know, it's an awesome sight to have uh, for him. And, and then go back to Bethel. Where he uh, around where he grew up, he was from uh, Metamie in Minnesota, uh, so gets to go to Bethel University. Finishes there with a uh, solid, solid c- career for himself, and more, more, you know, moreover, a solid education in general. I mean, that's what really these kids uh, should be aiming towards, because we all know the percentages of of players that make it uh, to the big time show. But to be able to use hockey as a catalyst to get a education. Uh, is huge too, 
And I think that that's something that uh, kind of gets lost in the fold. It's cool to see these guys go on to university and play their four years and have a big role with their teams. But the fact that they're getting an education out of this too, that's pretty solid as well. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I, the, the thing that I do for fun aimed aim to get me a full education. That's pretty solid. So congratulations to Posner and Genyon. Uh Those guys were uh, you know, leading the way in terms of commitments for the Black Bears as they uh, started their career. And look at them now. They got, uh, they, they got a ton of commitments since that point forward, but those two guys were the first. So congratulations to them on their uh, hockey career. And, uh, yeah, we will wind it down here, a little short porch thing, uh, as, uh, yeah, just just little sickness. Let's, let's go on and look ahead to Johnstown for next week. And then Johnstown, and then also they have a Tuesday game. I forgot about that. So they have Johnstown this weekend, and then Tuesday they play at, uh, at Philadelphia, New Jersey. Um, and uh, then they come back home the next weekend, and then, or that, the next weekend following, and then they will take on the Rebels at home. So there's all that. So we got three games to look forward to next week. So the podcast may be a little late because we'll get that Tuesday game in there as well. And uh, should be a fun time. But that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, Defending the Den, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Like I said, we'll have a little bit of a delayed podcast next week because of all the games. But you can check out the Twitter at Defending Den MBB and on the Facebook, facebook.com slash clutch and crab hockey for all the fun stuff that's going on there. So uh, you guys take care, be safe, uh, take your vitamin C, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.